Hello everyone, this is Callie Beard of KarmicTools.com and this is your 2021 overview. Now, it looks like we're going to follow the same format we did in 2020, which is to have two separate audios, otherwise they'll both be too long. So this first audio is the overview in general, and I'll move through all the little details. And then the second audio is special alignments which are only happening in 2021 and all kinds of things have to line up to get these planets together. So it's kind of nice to have them separated out like this. So I would encourage you to get your notebook and a cup of tea and settle in for our journey through the energetics of 2021. So we'll start with the annual solar rhythm, the one people are most familiar with. The sun spends about a month in each sign, Aries through Pisces, every year. It has an annual rhythm that we can learn to sync up with that is really juicy to co-create with consciously. You have your birthday, also known as your solar return, to where it was when you were born, and that is a great annual rhythm to know for yourself. But I've taken it one step further and been testing my theory of starting my new year with my rising sign birthday. So for example, I have a 10 degree Sag rising, so my annual rhythm starts December 2nd every year, and I consciously co-create with the sun as it stimulates my chart month by month. Getting to know this rhythm has helped me take better care of myself, and my collaborations have been more fruitful when I work it this way, too. I have created a tool for this, so if you'd like to know more about your own, then feel free to email me. Another branch of this is scheduling your own public appearances or workshops, webinars, or community circles. Many of you are leaders of your own circles and come to me to help you map out what is best for you, the teacher guide, so you can give your best to your own students and clients. You can check out my Mystic Mentorship to book your session here too. Not really a shameless plug as much as a reminder to check in annually, and it is nice to have a guide. As for the moon in 2021, the moons we really have to be mindful of are the supermoons and the lunar and solar eclipses. Supermoons are when the sun, moon, and earth are in a tighter, more exact alignment, and the moon is closer to the earth than usual, which increases the electromagnetic pull on both our bodies and our oceans. They happen every year with two or three super new moons and two or three super full moons, so it is good to know when these surges or waves of energy will be happening. Eclipses facilitate permanent changes and help push us out of comfort zone and into new territory, whether we think we're ready or not. Eclipses always bring an initiation or a midpoint in a 20-year cycle. And again, we have eclipses every year, six months apart, so there's always energy for change, but the signs activate the energies, lessons, and themes that we all have to navigate. So in spring of 2021, we're going to have super full moons in Scorpio and Sag. In the fall, we're going to have super new moons in Scorpio, Sag, and Capricorn. So I think that alone is kind of special because that means we're getting this intense release in Scorpio, Sag first before we initiate brand new by the end of the year. And we get that Capricorn super new moon to really anchor the new reality at the end of that year, which I can already tell you at that point, Venus is going to be moving into Capricorn for her retrograde there as well. So there's going to be all this energy for new commitments and new structures and foundations and 
things that support and protect us that we're going to be building over the course of the year. And hopefully they become real sooner than later. But it looks like 2022 by the time we can really, really feel like we're that safe. So in the spring, the super full moons will help any conscious soul work you can do in those departments. And see, because it's doubling up, that doesn't always happen. That means the Scorpio Sag department really is getting some intense release work done. And the new beginnings are going to be just as intense. In general, those two have to do with your soul and spirit, Scorpio and Sag, our deepest depths and our highest heights. And they're also known as raw truth that leads to higher truth, which we get to explore or experience every year. In the spring, we do the release work around old thoughts and feelings which no longer apply in the here and now. Being super full moons, your release work may be more intense, but I also believe you can get more accomplished because of it too. The bonus here in 2021 is that the Sag super full moon is also a lunar eclipse. So we are not only releasing the last six months to a year, but we are also releasing 10 and 20 year cycles as well. So every little bit that you can do will be helpful to the social collective realms as we all navigate these intense lunations. Again, they happen every year. What changes is the signs that they fall in and the signs represent the energy lessons and themes activated by their presence. So then the fall of 2021, after we've done our proper clearing in the Scorpio Sag department, we're going to have three back-to-back super new moons. Now, little sidebar here. If you get to see a good sunset during that time, sometimes the new moon setting with the sun make the sun beam even brighter and seem bigger and larger and closer to the earth, just like it does on the super full moons when we can see them. But back to the fall, which has these three super new moons, which will complement the soul work you did in the spring, essentially. You cleared space in these same departments that you are going to be seeding now. Plus, you get the bonus of a third super new moon in Capricorn to claim a new reality and purpose on an individual level that will ripple out to affect the social and collective realms as they birth the larger cycles we all have to navigate. Keep in mind that new moons are when the sky is dark, so it can feel more like the emptying out of the last cycle than it does initiating a new cycle to some. But that is the zero point of possibilities. It is in the in-between space of conception. So learn the lunar rhythm if you want to sync up with the rhythms of creation. I can also help you with that because I've got lots of lunar tools. And the Soul Sisters monthly circle will absolutely be guided by the moon. So also part of the lunar department are the nodes and eclipses. They are related. All of 2021, the north node is in Gemini suggesting our social collective focus should be on creating innovative solutions to age-old problems. It is the energy of gathering ideas or exploring alternatives to what you've been doing over the last 10 and 20-year cycles. It gives us about 18 months of energy before it shifts, which it will do by moving into Taurus in January of 2022. That will shift the vibe considerably from Gemini to Taurus. But before we get there, We have to finish our release work with the South Node in Sagittarius, which means we've completed a 20-year cycle of ideas and beliefs and of telling a story or living a narrative that truly no longer applies. So this energy is helping us let go of believing things that are not true, no longer true, or never were true. 
This energy is helping us find the value in diversity, the strength in numbers, and wisdom of alternative ideas so we can release dogma, delusion, and divisiveness that does not serve our highest good. So this year, we're still exploring possibilities in Gemini, but when it switches to Taurus, we're going to anchor them in the body and on the earth. So right now, just keep an open mind and try to think differently. Try to experiment and improvise and think on your feet while you have this energy. Like we said, the last time we did this, North Node in Gemini was 20 years ago. That was after September 11th. We had to integrate some altogether new beliefs about our country. And here we are traumatized again, right on time, and having to reevaluate what we believe to be true or possible in this country in particular. So it's important that we tend to our mental health this year, because in addition to that, we're about to go into Mercury, which is the mental health department that is going retrograde in all air signs this year. So that's triple whammy of air mental energy. Then we have Jupiter and Saturn, bigger social planets, bigger cycles to consider. In Aquarius, air signs, it dominates the landscape this year. So just know that on one hand, the breakdowns precede the breakthroughs. That's one thing. But also that the people who maybe had the really hardest time in 2020 might really fall apart in 2021. And hopefully if you fortified your immune system and simplified your environment and strengthened yourself in some way, even if this year is challenging to our mental health, you'll still fare better if you honor it every step of the way. How much can your system actually handle mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We're redefining that. We get to claim something new. And at the same time, all this air energy is also helping us lighten up our frequencies so that we can vibrate at this higher level that Earth is vibrating at. Earth's frequency has more than doubled in recent years. So we're moving faster through the universe. It's not just a sense you're having. It's actually literal. So in order for our bodies to have a better experience, we have to bring them into resonance with this higher frequency, which means letting go of a lot of density. And that density is part of the last 200 years at a minimum. There's bigger cycles, 800, 1200, 1500, 2500. The age of Aquarius is trying to get up in here. It's a lot. So Number one for 2021 is mental health. Let's just put that out there now and use the Mercury retrogrades to do it. Use the Mercury retrogrades to time your downtime, to schedule your downtime, to schedule your processing time, to schedule your completion time, things that need to get finished. That's all good stuff to do during Mercury retrograde. Or if you're like me and you have empty nest and a little bit of extra time to commune with the angels, ancestors, and animal spirit guides, that's also a really good thing to schedule during Mercury retrogrades is your divinations and your counsel talking to your people. So Mercury moves through the signs and elements in a repetitive order that you can absolutely learn to feel and follow. 
but retrograding in all one element only occurs every six to seven years or so, and it is a powerful reset to consciously co-create with. The last time it was all air was in 2015, before that 2008, and before that 2001. So there's a little frame of reference. So you may be able to pick up on a theme. In general, this is adding to a year where Jupiter and Saturn being in Aquarius is already setting a pretty airy tone for this year and next, 21 and 22. Mercury is going to stimulate progressive ideas, activate more diversity, and expose the true kinship of humanity as it lingers in the air signs of Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. It doesn't really matter what race, creed, or color, but how we express ourselves, how we communicate and socialize with each other, and how our thinking evolves every year. When we have all air for the year, we are presented with more options and possibilities than usual. So the trick becomes being grounded and centered enough in your own truth and story to explore ideas without getting attached to them. That's why I said, be ready to improvise and experiment, try things, don't attach really. It will bring lessons and tests on your discernment throughout the year, knowing what is really for you and choosing wisely. Okay, deep breath. We're also going to learn how to experiment, improvise, and think on our feet this year. Above all, I hope we breathe deeper and lighten up so we can rise higher. Breathwork, singing bowls or crystal bowls, the didgeridoo, and any form of sound healing is going to be super useful and extra effective because it's supported by the energies too. Chanting mantras, singing, rapping, poetry, and anything with voice will be healing as well. Trying new mediums of expression, new words and language to tell your own story, exploring new narratives and improving your capacity for rational thought and impartial decision-making is going to be crucial to your success overall. So deep breath, that's what Mercury Retrograde is gonna really help us with three times this year. So January, February of 2021, Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. This is an opportunity to release any attachments to the old story of the old you. 2021 is new territory and we've all been stripped pretty raw in 2020. So whatever parts of you, your ideas, thoughts, and concepts that are still solid, those are the unique aspects of you that need to shine through in your words, thoughts, and deeds going forward. So use this review to clarify where you've held on to an old persona over long. Assess how rigid your own thinking can be and under what circumstances it hurts more than it helps. And you can break out of your own rut if you are conscious about this time. This is the time to ask your guides for the most creative solutions, radical ideas, and unique genius to be awakened and channeled through you in a healthy, productive way that expands your individual world and makes you more valuable to the team. So this is really important. Letting go of an old persona, checking in with any autopilot thinking or rigidness with your thinking, like it just can't be done another way. We gotta be super flexible. Everything, anything we wanna do, it is so more than one way to get things done or to live in this world. And if we're paying attention this time, we can, you know, really break some negative thought patterns. 
especially with the other support, right? All this air energy, the Gemini North Node, thoughts and ideas that don't serve you anymore, data dump, let's let it go, let go and let God and move on. Then May, June, it's going to retrograde in Gemini, bird of another feather. This is an opportunity to release any obsolete thinking or inadequate ideas. This is when you can come to terms, mourn if you must, then let go of all the ideas that shoulda, coulda, woulda worked, but didn't. You cannot afford the bandwidth these days, nor is it wise to continue investing your resources in anything that didn't give you a return. Your mental body deserves a rest, so take advantage of the reset Mercury gives you three to four times per year. This is when you do an official data dump of all the little non-essential waste of time, inconsequential bits of information that we simply pick up as we navigate our everyday life. Our bodies have all kinds of antennas that send and receive information. We can sense, feel, hear, touch, taste, and see data on multiple levels. And that's a lot on a regular day. But if you've taken in more than usual, then clearing it will also be an extended process. Most of all, this is the best time to ask your guides for the new ideas, thoughts, and concepts that will communicate and express more authenticity and unique brilliance. It's time to see the glass as half full and turn your lemons into lemonade. And to do that, you often have to let go of old ideas that no longer have any juice and be open to new ideas that you've never considered before now. That's what Mercury retrograde in its home sign of Gemini will do. It'll get you rethinking everything. Then September, October, it's going to retrograde in Libra. This is the best time to release the part of you that invests in potential in others before they've earned your support. Deep breath. How many of us have done that? Invested in potential instead of what's actually going down. This is the best time to release toxic, imbalanced, abusive interactions with others. It is also time to address any imbalances in your own thinking, anything that has created more extremes than balance, and ideas that distract you, get you off course, and delay your good. All that's got to go. This is when your tolerance for disharmony will be super low, so try to be alone if being with others causes you pain, anxiety, or stress. It's great for reviewing your creative projects as well and freshening them up with a new look, feel, or vibration. Most of all, it is the best time to ask your guides for your own new original ideas that help you magnetize reciprocal relationships, creative collaborations, and profitable partnerships. You know, the Kellyism. It is time to clear your head, release old thinking, and let go of doing things alone or the hard way. It's time to look around and see more options, opportunities, and open pathways so you can take the path of least resistance, which is often the path that feels organic as it unfolds before you. Deep breath. So Mercury retrograding through Libra will have us rethinking our relationships and what we invest within them and what our ideas and concepts have turned out to be real and which ones were just fantasies in our head, you know, that just didn't line up in reality. That's when you get to kind of reset that and recalibrate the balance within your own mental well-being. So again, all year, mental health. Can't stress it enough. Then we move to Venus. We've done Sun, Moon, and Mercury. Now we're moving to Venus. Venus is cycles in Gemini for 18 months. The midpoint happens around spring equinox of 2021, and that falls in Aries. So it's still complementary to all this air energy. 
And it's yet another layer that we're going through in this part of the year. So this cycle runs June of 2020 through December of 2021, which, like I said earlier, is when she'll move into Capricorn and linger there for four months. So her cycle runs 18 months where she spends nine months as the morning star, disappears from the sky and returns as the evening star for the remaining nine months. I created the Venus Circle in 2007, where we have honored the nine months of release work, which we're doing now June to March of 2021, and nine months of reclamation work, which will happen April to December of 2021. In this case, we are releasing in Gemini, which is ideas, thoughts, concepts, words, ways of communicating and expressing, have all run their course over the last eight years. So that means the last time it happened was in 2012. And it's time to rebirth that department of your life again, because you have all new values and priorities. You have all new values and priorities. When you do that kind of conscious release work, it creates space, energy, and resources that we use the reclamation to channel so that we are conscious co-creators and not happy accidents or tragic victims. Following the Venus cycle helps you stay on track with what's most important to you. The big news about 2021 and the Venus cycle is that right around spring equinox, March 26th to be exact, Venus will connect with the sun, activating the nine months of reclamation to follow as she rises as the evening star. So where we were releasing shadow Gemini, which was ideas and thoughts and concepts that no longer work or serve, now we shift the focus to reclaim our Aries independence, drive, passion, courage of our convictions, and overcoming fear of new beginnings going forward. If you want to know more, here's a Venus article linked in the blog post, and I recommend everyone check in with us at the midpoint just to see how well you are navigating the cycle yourself and where you're at. I will offer a free telecircle sometime in March of 2021 to launch the reclamation work. But I've also linked in here if you want to know more about the Venus Circle or get your own Venus reading and custom guide, which does include your personal activations for the entire 18-month cycle. So that's Venus. Venus is moving through her zone. Like we said, resetting things in Gemini like she did last in 2012. Now we move to Mars. So the Mars cycle in Aries, we have to start here because it basically just retrograded and lingered six to eight months in Aries, setting us up for it moving into Taurus January 6th. So this is another one where it helps to know the background of what's leading into what we've got to deal with right now. So so the last time Mars was just in Aries was January, February 2019. And you'll see down below when we get to the Taurus part that it moved into Taurus February 14th, which was Valentine's Day of 2019. So this was a back-to-back sort of January, February, March, April zone of 2019 is the last time Mars moved through Aries Taurus. So it would have stimulated that part of your world. And just to think about what happened when it stalls in Aries for you. So I suspect what whatever was up at that time, early 2019, in terms of your desire nature, your choices, or your inner masculine may have given you some clues as to where you are strong and where you are weak in that aspect of your being. Now it is entering the zone of renewal, to put it nicely, for the next six plus months, basically. It is time to check in with how you negotiate on your own behalf, how you get your ideas in the world, and how you hold good boundaries. 
The last time it lingered in Aries like this was 1988. So if you're old enough to remember what was up for you then, you may feel some reverberations in that same area of life, which is your Aries house. And that was also affected back then. So I do actually remember that one. And it's definitely reverberating again in my own life. I'd love to hear from you if you too are picking up any connections. Ultimately, Mars retrograded September 9th to November 13th. But suffice it to say, during 2020, whatever came up for you in terms of your desire nature, individual needs, and ways of going about getting them met, all came up for renewal, whether you like it or not. Who you are and what you want has evolved at a minimum in the last two-year Mars cycle, but in larger ways since the late 1980s. Also, we cannot underestimate the power of the warrior spirit that both Mars and Aries represent most of the time. So this is where the renewal has happened, where the rebirth has happened, and where it'll be another 32 years before we get to do it again. So it's important to set our intentions around this. Also, sidebar here, because I know those of you who follow me closely have heard all this before, but if you're just coming on or if you're listening to the overview separately, then, like I said, it's important to have a little bit of background here because when you're in it, it's hard to know what's what. And now we're totally on the other side of the Mars retrograde. And now things might, what I'm talking about here might actually make more sense. So if you have heard it before, it might strike you differently this time because we're on the other side of it. So we want to channel that fiery energy into something useful and relevant and not burn ourselves out before we figured out who we are and what we really want. I'm going to suggest that you activate your inner spiritual warrior that is a fearless leader and compassionate lover of life, and that leads you to your own higher expression of truth and purpose. Lofty, I know. (laughs) But be aware that not everyone understands this energy, so part of the retrograde renewal is to see its big, ugly shadow, too. I believe you can be proactive on your own behalf and get ahead of this energy by really asking the hard questions about your own nature and activating your healing or integration process right there. I personally am going to do some digging and research into my own patterns around sex and anger, which will also come up for many of you. So again, if you are more conscious about it, the less chance of hurting yourself or anyone else. This is ultimately about your independence and freedom too. What does that mean for you and look like for you? Let's call in a vision on micro levels, who you are and what you want, your purpose at this time, and on macro levels, what it means to be a contributing citizen and responsible adult in a global family. That was 2020, but I bring it up because Mars only retrogrades every two years, so it is relatively rare, but it also sets up 2021 when Mars will finally move on in its cycle by stepping into Taurus, January 6th. Then its natural rhythm is about two months in each sign, stimulating and awakening each department. As it does that, and after a retrograde, you're going to be making all new connections to both what you are releasing and what you are clearing space for in your own life. So I suggest you review 2020 and get all the wisdom of that year, all that you learned about your own desires and personal needs, and use this first step in the Taurus realm to set yourself up for success. Think of all your dreams and desires as getting to live in a beautiful garden. During January, February, you are setting up your garden, clearing space, planning what you will grow this year, and making sure there is ample space for it to grow strong during the rest of the year. 
Mars brings energy to that area of your life. Now it's after lingering in the Aries house, it's moving into the Taurus house and asks you to renew your connection because it will be a good two years before you will have access to this fuel again. So like I said, early 2019 to early 2021 is the two-year cycle we just wrapped up and we're initiating a whole new one going forward. For those that have Aries, Taurus, Gemini energy, this is all pretty personal. And of course, we all have it somewhere, so it, it's happening in those departments of your chart. Now we move to Jupiter, from Mars to Jupiter. Jupiter has an erratic speed and takes longer through different signs, but this year it will hit Pisces by May 13th. But about a month later, it will retrograde back into Aquarius on summer solstice, June 20th, and will not actually get back to Pisces until the end of the year, December 28th. So Jupiter and Pisces will actually color more of 2022 and will continue the same pattern with a speedy but brief dip into Aries before spending most of the year in Pisces. So that's 2022. For 2021, most of the year, it's in Aquarius. It's going to spend that one month in Pisces, which is good to pay attention to for anyone with Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sag energy, which has already been pushed around a lot on the Gemini, Sag side of this. So it'll be interesting when it hits Pisces, what kind of illuminations come to us at that point in 2022. So Jupiter has a 12-year cycle that moves in three-year increments. It represents teaching and learning through imagination, games, and storytelling. What is your story? What has it been for the last 12 years? What story do you want to tell for the upcoming 12 years? Jupiter is the researcher, the truth sayer, and truth seeker, and is all about making meaning out of the available information and experiences. We're always learning with Jupiter. That's why it's, it's good to think of life as an education. And be like, how interesting. I had to go through all that to learn this. You know, we, we get these aha moments and then it anchors what we believe to be true or possible for ourselves. That's Jupiter's department. So wherever Jupiter is in your chart tends to be the area of life that you also prefer to keep your own counsel. Going within to connect with the deepest and most authentic truth for you personally. Once you have connected to your own truth then sharing your story is or can be your offering to the universe. Have you ever heard the saying, your life is God's gift to you? What you do with it is your gift to God. When Jupiter in the sky moves into a new zone, in this case Aquarius, it is always an opportunity to release all that is no longer true for you and free yourself from beliefs which no longer serve your purpose in the here and now. This also helps you remember that truth is fluid it changes as you evolve and as you learn more about yourself and your world. Jupiter is also considered a benefactor. When in contact with your chart, even when challenging, you can still receive blessings and rewards, especially if you keep a positive mindset and look for the opportunities in any blockages. Where you have to earn it with Saturn, with Jupiter, there's more benevolence or good karma involved. So be open to that. This is a beautiful opportunity to experiment. Aquarius is famous for experimentation. And that broader perspective of what you truly believe and what you can actually do to live in harmony with your deepest faith and philosophy of life. When Jupiter travels through each house, it will certainly liven things up. The following is some of the different things activated by Jupiter's presence. So in 2021, it will awaken the following 
in your Aquarius department, thereby affecting your Leo, Taurus, and Scorpio departments by default. So it is initiating in the Aquarius department, integrating in the Leo department, and being pushed to grow in both Taurus and Scorpio departments, just so you know. Because what happens is Jupiter's expanding in the Aquarius department, that's automatically going to affect the other three and force them to adjust and adapt. So, but in general, like I said, Jupiter's not bad. It's a good one to work with, but you just got to watch the excesses and we'll get to that. Jupiter encourages you to dream of the future and make future plans. Expand your field of knowledge. Go back to school. Improve your life on one or many levels. Seek truth, wisdom, and understanding. Take risks which build your character. Be more optimistic and enthusiastic. Connect to a larger, more philosophical perspective. Activate your spiritual quest. Access your own truth and purpose. And get your PhD in you. Now that's another Kellyism. I just feel like we learn a little bit year by year. And just like the American school system that is first grade through 12th grade, we have 12 years with Jupiter to learn about ourselves and our own consciousness and, and what we believe to be true or possible and how that evolves. Things to be aware of as Jupiter travels through a house or sign is the blind spot, being unrealistic, overexpansion, making things bigger than they really are, exaggeration, self-righteousness, excesses of all kinds. So that's Jupiter in general. 2021 promises to help us all tap into our own hearts and unique essence the part of us that we came to share with the community and the world. The cookie cutter folks of the world are not going to be happy over the next several years because they tend to be the types that prefer to be told what to do. They like templates and things already structured so they don't have to actually think or feel. But the wealth, value, vitality, and richness of being here now and going forward is going to be found in your unique contribution to society your true purpose for being here before you were imprinted or influenced by your family, culture, and society. Even with COVID, we are going to be forming more communities than ever, connecting with helpful people and cultivating your team of support from a circle of like-minded, like-hearted souls. Consciousness and social awareness is going to grow. Being different is going to be more valued and being an individual will be celebrated. Ultimately, what is best for the greatest number is where the focus and resources will go now and for the next 200 years, at least in the social collective realms. We are awakening and agreeing to new terms around what is socially acceptable and what is valued or valuable because it helps all involved. If it is too narrow and self-serving, it won't gain the support it needs to expand properly. The challenge with air energy, too, is that it is all mental. So you can get stuck on ideas and beliefs and concepts, all intangibles, and you get too far away from what is real or solid, which is the earth element, or what accommodates the natural flow of life, the water element, or what inspires and activates vitality, which is the fire element. So just remember, if air is too much for you, you want to balance it out with the other elements. As individuals, Jupiter and Aquarius will help us detach from the heated emotions about our own condition or the condition of the world and activate the part of the self that is capable of rational thought, impartial decision-making, and big-picture thinking. That's also Aquarius's department. We will easily drop the superficial or non-essential in favor of tapping into an endless reservoir of creativity and untapped imagination that is our birthright. 
It's time to be more philosophical and less personal in our ideas, thoughts, beliefs, and the stories we tell. Think in symbolic archetypes and remember that all archetypes have a light and shadow expression. See how many archetypes you think Jupiter and Aquarius could embody, like the alchemist, advocate, or artist. Or Jupiter in Aquarius could activate your inner liberator, networker, or visionary. Have fun exploring our differences and learning how diversity is vital to successful living on planet Earth. This is one of the things Jupiter and Aquarius will teach us. This year is really preparing you for many things to come in the next several years. So notice, sense, attune, watch, listen, feel each move before you make it. Visualize every goal through to completion. Reflect on your personal cycles and where they fit in with the social collective cycles. You are being strengthened and fortified for your future, and your future is now. You are already in new territory. Happy New Year. <laughs> Proceed calm and alert with discernment and consideration. Consider with the stars. We've looked this one up before. With innocence, but not ignorance. You know, so be open and receptive, but no rose-colored glasses. Entertain the possibilities based on what you know in your heart, not your mind. Okay, that's another alignment that's being recalibrated is the heart and head connection. The more consciously we all move through this period of time, the better positioned we'll be to build and expand in the future. Take in whatever you can, work on what intuitively jumps out as vital for you personally, and come back to visit the rest periodically over the next year. Okay. So Jupiter in Aquarius is going to be expanding that realm. Then we get to Saturn in Aquarius, which is going to be there longer. Jupiter's only there one year. Saturn's going to be there two and a half to three. There's a little back and forth overlap, extends that, you know, two and a half years to learn what Saturn wants to teach us. And see, both of them are teachers, but in very different ways. They teach differently. Saturn teaches by limiting you, forcing you to get creative. Jupiter teaches by making everything bigger so that you have to, again, choose what you're going to anchor and ground in reality. You can change your consciousness in an instant, but physical matter and 3D and the reality that we live, the physical reality that we live, takes longer to manifest certain things. This is why we tune into the energies, because when you know the energy's there, you have that extra support in that department, which is what's going to happen in all of our Aquarius departments which we've never had access to this lifetime and we'll never have it again. You'll get Jupiter and Saturn together again in 20 years. But then, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be in Gemini. And then 20 years from then, it'll be in Libra. And so it'll be 60 years before it does it in Aquarius again. But over this 200 years, it's all in air signs and it's just going to repeat those three over and over. So for us, Saturn moving into Aquarius is every 28 to 30 years, basically that it does this. So this is also the early 90s. After we talked about the late 80s a little while ago, now we're into the early 90s that are circling back. And so that cycle from then to now is complete. So we're starting something fresh and new going forward. We are in an unprecedented seed time for our personal, social, and collective lives. Think of Saturn as a teacher guide. Think of Aries through Pisces as the lessons that we all have to learn. And just like any other education, some things will be naturally easier and naturally harder, according to your individual blueprint. During Capricorn, the lessons have to do with personal responsibility and accountability in a myriad of ways. 
as well as how we structure our lives and if they actually support and protect us or not. Capricorn is one of Saturn's favorite subjects to teach, and you can see it's also an underlying theme that is carried throughout all 12 lessons because of Saturn's natural inclinations. Basically, Saturn rules Capricorn. So we just spent the last two plus years in Capricorn learning about being responsible for ourselves as individuals, but also as a collective. Saturn moving through your Capricorn house was to check for stability and instability, strength and weakness, as well as the essential and truly non-essential so that it can eliminate, fortify, and upgrade to something more appropriate to here and now. Now, until Uranus was discovered, Saturn was the traditional ruler of Aquarius too. So we may see an evolution of the themes already on the table. Sovereignty and the inner authority of the individual has evolved. And so have the outer authorities like governments and all institutions, as well as those that they were intended to serve. So moving through Aquarius, we will learn about self-sovereignty as well as local and global communities. This is the dawn of the age of Aquarius when we get to be our individual selves with full conscious awareness that we are an intricate piece of the whole at the same time. Saturn's sojourn through any sign will first dig up the weaknesses and unstable aspects so that it can reorganize with the values and priorities of now. We are literally ending an era when government elite got to run everything, and now humanity is going to shift and learn how to be self-governed and self-contained within the communities in which we actually live and function. It's time to dream up a new way to function on this ever-evolving, as well as living, breathing planet. I think we will also have some technological breakthroughs that actually help instead of harm the Earth. We will discover a kinship with our fellow beings that finally makes it okay and even welcome to be a unique thinking, feeling, breathing individual. We are not cookie cutter creatures. We are vastly different and we all have something unique to offer, just like every species of plant, mineral, or animal. We are from the same family, but we each bring our own particular medicine to the mix. We are going to celebrate that. Once we stabilize a new way of socializing and functioning together, rather than the old patriarchal ways of divide and conquer, volunteering and working as a unit is going to blossom and we'll be connecting with folks across the globe as if we are old friends or long lost relatives. So this is the energy of 21. We've got big air energy dominating for sure which means you're going to have to follow the sun and Venus to activate the other parts of yourself this year and, and to rely on them to animate and illuminate your way throughout the year. But just know that it's super, super mental. So if you already have a lot of air in your chart, this is going to make that bigger. So you might want to do some counterbalancing exercises of some sort, put some things in place to set yourself up for success. If you're like me, where I don't have a lot of air in my chart, I'm very dominant with fire, water, and earth. It's actually going to help balance me out. It's actually bringing in the element I need the most that I can't conjure on my own. So it's going to help me lighten up. It's also going to help with my writing and expression. So, you know, those of you with a Sag rising, Aquarius falls on the third house of self-expression. So this is where this renewal and expansion and consolidation, like an anchoring of your true unique self, as well as 
almost like coming out. Like you're just, you're coming out of the closet of whatever you've been hiding about yourself that other people might've looked down upon that actually makes you unique and magical. We're using that to our advantage. We have these imaginations. Let's not squash them and let's not put them to sleep with food and pharmaceuticals. So we're going to learn new ways too. And you should check in with the special alignment audio because these two moving into Aquarius are going to interact with Uranus and Taurus, and that's going to be huge for us this year as well. So I didn't want this to be this long. I just want to thank you so much for being part of my circle, the inner circle and the expanded global circle that is so strong and growing and beautiful. And I'm so proud of us for getting through 2020 and still being together and, and upright. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please reach out if you need to, when you need to. And if you want to know how all this air energy is impacting your chart and want to talk about that, of course, you can reach out for that as well. So this is Callie Beard of Karmic Tools signing off.